Welcome to the Dumb Idea Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share this video or podcast on any platform that you're listening on. Please visit us at www.dumbideapodcast.com. All right, welcome back to another show. Uh, thank you for coming back. Please like, subscribe, comment, share. Message, a uh, quick message from uh, a sponsor, Private Internet Access. Protect your identity online. Protect your credit card information online. Go to dumbideapodcast.com. Click on the private internet access link on the right-hand side. And get yourself a VPN for less than $2.50 a month. Um, It's just good to protect your credit card information when you're shopping online. We all shop online. Uh, You're entering your address. You enter your credit card information and the security code on that credit card. You want to make sure that you have an encrypted connection when you make those purchases. So make sure to get us a, a subscription to private internet access. It's very easy to use. I use it on all my devices. It's been an interesting week or so. Yeah. And to so say the least, this is not going to be a single topic episode. We're going to run through a couple things. Um, the biggest news story out there right now is the purported uh, Neil Young versus Joe Rogan slash Spotify. Now, for anyone who doesn't know, Neil Young uh, requested that Spotify pull his music off of Spotify because he's upset that Spotify is the sole provider of the Joe Rogan podcast, and he said that Joe Rogan provides misinformation about COVID and the vaccines. And in particular, I believe it's the Robert Malone episodes. And I believe Peter Osterhaus, Dr. Um, Osterhaus, I forgot what his guy's name was. There was Malone and there was one other. I can't, I just looked at it. I can't remember the guy's name, but the the thing is, first of all, Dr. Malone um, was one of the people who like played a key part in inventing mrna t- technology which is what the, what the vaccines are made out of like that's he's he knows his stuff about right. this he, and he pioneered the technology and i believe he owns eight patents for the technology right that went into creating the mrna vaccines it's either seven eight or nine i'm i'm shooting in the middle i'm saying he's got eight but yeah, he, so, he so it, would be, it, it would be like if if we're talking about airplanes and um orville wright was saying like hey you know airplanes are good but Here's some things that we need to be concerned with with airplanes. And if Orville Wright said that, you know, you might want to listen to him because he, him and his brother Wilbur invented the airplane. So, you know, just that, that's kind of how I looked at that one. You know, you, you is it contrary to what the, uh, the mainstream is saying? Sure, maybe, but is it bad to hear that perspective or we that easily led that we're just gonna be like, oh, I'm not doing it now because of this guy. Well, you know the weird thing about that is, is if you if people actually listen to that episode, Doctor Malone actually says that he got the vaccine. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's an older gentleman. Yeah, he got both shots of the vaccine. I don't think he said whether he got the booster or not, but he he's never said he doesn't believe in the vaccines. But he's kind of telling more about the truth about what they are. It's less vaccine and more prophylactic. Right. Basically, there it's there. Not can it help you prevent? Can help prevent you from getting it? Yes. Is it one hundred percent guaranteed? No. But if you do get it, it does lessen the effects of the virus. And basically, that's all he's saying. He's saying those main points. Um. And but for some reason, though, because he is such an influential person in that arena, him saying it discredits what some other people are saying that don't have his credentials mm-hmm. and they see that as a problem. Um, now, luckily Spotify basically said, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll honor your wishes and take down your catalog. Even though I don't think he owns his catalog. I think he, someone else owns the catalog. Yeah, a lot of these guys, they've sold their stuff. Yeah. It's like a I weird think industry. It, I think it was like, um, who was the other one that was complaining? It was, uh, was Taylor it like, Swift. But the thing is, Taylor Swift didn't want... Like, Taylor Swift, the big artist that, like, 
young people are actually listening to. Um, none of them, like if Drake or Taylor or somebody pull my stuff down, then it might be, they're making a bunch of money off of that. But one of the other issues is they don't make a whole bunch of money per stream. No, but Neil Young, 60% of his revenue, his streaming revenue, mm-hmm. was from Spotify. Yeah. So it, he wasn't like not giving up anything. No, don't get me wrong. He might be making like a hundred bucks streaming revenue. Right. And he was giving up 60 of the hundred bucks. But according to him, he was giving up 60% of his streaming revenue because he was pulling it off of Spotify. Mm-hmm. Is that a big deal to his pocketbook? I don't know. But I feel like when people use that number 60%, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. Because he never put a number behind it other right. than the percentage. Like, oh, wow. He's given up a lot. And then, of course, Joni Mitchell, mm-hmm. because she's friends with Neil Young and that guitarist from the East Street Band and David Crosby. Yeah, Crosby, no, Crosby doesn't own any of his stuff. Well, he does. So I guess he doesn't own anything from the Crosby, Stills, and Nash group, but he might own his solo stuff. Yeah. But, or he might have sold it to someone else, too. I don't know. But so those were the, but they're all friends with, like, personal friends of Neil Young, which is why they backed him. Mm-hmm. Then there was the whole, well, India Ari pulled her music I don't even know who that is. So India Ari is an R&B singer. Okay. She had, like, one or two hits back in, like, the 90s and early 2000s. She pulled it, not because of the COVID stuff, but apparently, so she said because Joe Rogan's anti-black. Yeah, because of the compendium that came out of the... Well, so she she said it before the next part of the starts. Mm -hmm. She pulled it and just basically said he's anti-black, anti-person of color, basically. And that was kind of in the background. Like, no one really heard about her. And then, so Joe does an Instagram post, and he basically says, like, I've got no hate toward Neil Young. Um, he basically says, I need to do a better job of, of having people from both sides on. Um, I need to do a better job. Maybe we'll put a disclaimer on the on the, on the beginning of the show. Basically, he was appeasing people. Yeah. But see, here's, and here's the thing. If you go through his episodes, and, and in full disclosure, I listen to him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. If you go through his stuff, like he's he, it might not be scheduled a certain way, but if you go through, he does. I mean, he was a Bernie supporter for for crying out loud. So, but he was an establishment Democrat supporter. Yeah, he was. This was back when Bernie was not the establishment. Yeah, but you know when you listen to him and when he talks about his, he says a lot of things that this this mob would probably agree with. Oh yeah, um, and. When he scheduled, when you go through his shows, like if you looked at when Malone was on, and then right before that uh, episode or two, it was uh, McCullough. So those were two that were more anti-establishment policy than. But two weeks before that, he had Sanjay Gupta. Right, and I listened to the Gupta episode. I, I listened to a lot of them. In fact, you know, so I mean, he had Matt Taibbi on. Matt Taibbi is not a known as a a firebrand conservative. No. Uh, he wrote for Rolling Stone for crying out loud. So, like, you have people on here uh, th- that are many different voices from different ends, and he just asks, he just asks questions, and he doesn't play dumb, but he asks questions like a normal person would. Right? You know, it's not it's not seven second talking points with two talking heads shouting at each other. No, he's asking questions like you and I would ask. Yeah. questions. like, hey man, what does this thing do? Yeah. What, what, does this, what, what does this mRNA vaccine really do, right? That's always asking these people. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people, and, and one of the reasons why we did this podcast was because we're two schlubs in suburbia. Yeah. And we had questions that no one else was really asking, except for someone like Joe. But Joe's a millionaire. Right. And he has been for a while. So he's not, even he's really not getting down to our level, but... I mean, not that I hold him at a, at a high level, but you know what I'm saying. Like when you make when you get into that stratosphere of economics, you, your questions change a little bit. Yeah, your well, your perspective changes and your concerns change. Sure, you know, just like you know, we might be concerned with the return on our deferred comp, right. but you know, someone that that's living in you know in a in a in a poor neighborhood and and is hearing gunshots every they 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 might not be concerned about their deferred comp. Yeah, they're going to have a different perspective on certain issues. So, well, speaking about like other guests that he's had on, I mean Barry Weiss 
mm -hmm. was a writer for the New York Times, which is one of the most liberal organizations there are. Yeah. He's also had Jimmy Dore on. Um, had Bill Maher on. Yep. I mean, these, these are very left guys. I'm going to preface that, though. They're traditional liberals. Yeah. Not this new type what, of liberal. Whatever this is. I don't like, cancel everybody. Yeah. If you don't agree with me, you're horrible. I mean, if I almost feel like I've watched the last probably month or so of Bill Maher. He's, he's turned a corner now. Mm -hmm. Where it, even him... And who was that strategist for the Clinton campaign? McCarville? James Carville, yeah. I mean, James Carville. Both of them have been like, look, this is not what liberalism was. This is not what progressive was. Yeah, so my... And, and my he, he, but he's basically telling, like, you all got to stop this stuff because we're going to get walloped in November. Well, and, and that's, you know, like, my dad was a, when he was alive, he was a, like, your, he would have been your in your classical liberal camp. I mean, he went to this Sorbonne for crying, like in Paris. He lived on the left bank, like all this stuff that you, in, you know, in the 70s. So when you look at that and, you know, when he was alive, like thinking back to his politics, I don't think he recognized where it's gone. Um, and I know that it's, and we've said before that it's moved past us, that, that I'm pretty much kind of the same place I've always been, but it seems everyone else has moved. And, and I agree with him. I think if they keep keep going down this path it's they that they are going to get walloped well the other the other problem is so for example in order to kind of discredit joe they put out a list of his i guess last 50 guests mm -hmm. and they put them in you know political sides so they put left leaning right leaning do you know who they put on the right leaning side who's up Russell Brand. <laughs> now, I listen to Russell Brand's podcast. That dude is the furthest thing from right wing yeah. you could ever imagine. Right. Like, he's into peace, love, harmony, love for, like, he's more like 70s hippie type style, mm -hmm. but super liberal, like socialism type liberal. Yeah. And whoever made this list, put him in the right wing side. So it's like, wait a minute. So you, you look at the rest of the list and you're like, wait a minute. Half of these people aren't right wing. It's just that people aren't, that don't buy into what's going on on the left right now. And that's, and, and is it to be considered a, a, a liberal and you can't see the air quotes or <laughs> left of center? Do you have to get in line lockstep with, with everything that they're putting out? It's a, it, and do. that's kind of scary because... I always thought that that was the other side. Right. You know, you had to be pro-gun. You had to be pro-life. You had to be, you know, low-tech. You had to be all these things. And if you didn't fit that, then you were something else. And it always seemed to me growing up that the left was a little bit more forgiving of dissent than the right. And now it's like more bizarro world. It's flipped on its head. Not even dissent. Like, even just difference of opinion was yeah. accepted. And now it's like if you don't believe this, yeah, and not not just believe it, but like you're you're a true believer, right? Yeah, yeah. like you are a. It, it gets me back, like you know, and so I've been reading a lot of you know books about Jesus, <laughs> not the Bible, but like book <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, one of the books that's the most quoted, and the people who are quoting it have never read it, but. Um, you know, there there are the, this group of people called the Pharisees, and the Pharisees were and for anyone out there who's more uh, more of a biblical scholar than I am, I forgive me, <laughs> but the Pharisees were essentially the the priests, but they were they weren't clean of heart. They were just outwardly and you know outwardly uh, strict and following all the rules, and they were doing it not just to show everyone else how pure they were right. when really they weren't. And that's almost like where we are now. Like these, the 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 mob is like the Pharisees. I almost look at the the and the masking and all this stuff is is oh I'm going to wear 15 masks and I've had 97 boosters and you know I I wrap my car in Saran wrap like <laughs> I'm the Pharisees or I'm super you know end all fossil fuels and 
because they're just but when they go and live their lives you know you see the pictures the hypocrisy well you saw you saw the what the, at the uh the playoff game in la mm-hmm. gavin newsom not wearing a mask right uh, garcetti the la mayor not he, wearing but a he mask. was holding his breath well of course <laughs> uh, stacy abrams mm-hmm. the queen of georgia not yeah. wearing a mask there was some other lady that's running for something that was in front of a bunch of kids that was Stacey Abrams. No, there's another one, a, oh, a white lady who who did it too. She's running for something. Oh, okay. But Good for her, and that used to be the thing: mask shaming, which they did two years ago. Mm-hmm. But then it, all of a sudden, it's flipped the other way. Well, and the, the other funny part. So, like the state of New Jersey recently said that masks for children in schools were no longer required. Right. This is as of like two days ago. Well, yeah, and they. It's funny because they had that. Uh, what's her name? Is it, is it uh, Leanne Wen or Michelle Wen? The she, she's one of the uh, talking heads that comes on for MSNBC, CNN. She was the the uh, health officer for the city of Baltimore back, and then she's moved on, and now, and it's, she's like, oh, it doesn't, you know, cloth masks are ineffective, and this doesn't work, and we're showing that it's harmful. Like this is stuff that people have been saying for a while. And it was being branded as misinformation. Over a year ago. Yeah, and now all of a sudden it's... but And it's funny because I've seen a bunch of memes where it's like the science has changed and is recognizing that the midterms are coming up. Right. (laughs) Well, someone else said that. They they realize masks aren't playing well in the polls. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, oh, well, maybe we don't need these. You know, we certainly don't need double masks and, you know, triple masking might be a bit much. But then there was some other clown that said if you wear pantyhose over your head, it makes the mask work better. Right. I'm sure it does. I'm sure someone will be out there with pantyhose over their face like they're, you know, about to abduct somebody on a street corner or rob a bank in a bad 80s action movie. But even government sites like the CDC, how when the whole Rogan Ivermectin thing was going on. Mm -hmm. And they post on the website, you're not a horse, you're not a cow, Don't you don't need ivermectin. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. You The CDC knows that ivermectin is an extremely safe and useful drug in humans. Yeah. Like, they know this. Yeah, it's they, the guys won a Nobel Prize over really. I, mean, I think we've talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the FDA approved it. Mm-hmm. Another government agency. Like, you didn't want to make a call over there? Right. <laughs> And, and see, hey, is this approved for humans before we put this out online? <laughs> but it, and it just kind of go like it. It makes you wonder how people can blindly follow information from these sources when they've been wrong so many times. And this was one of the points that Bill Maher made on his last show. He was like, and I don't remember the exact points he made, but he was like, you were wrong on this, mm-hmm. you are wrong on that, you are wrong on that, and you are wrong on that. Yeah. How many times are you, until you're just plain wrong right? that people should stop listening to you? Yeah. And it was almost like, you know, because he's listened to so much on that side. Like, we always talk, like we talk about Jimmy Dore a lot, but Bill Maher is much more popular in that sphere than Jimmy Dore is. Um. So for him to finally come around to this mm-hmm. is fairly big. So I love Bill Maher. I always have. And even, you know, uh, we don't agree on t- uh, everything, you know, when he's taught. But he's funny. And his I like his, the way he's, he, and he's always brought people in from the other side. And he'll have his panel of, of you know, usually it's like a, a, a two to one advantage. Um, you know, he'll have two two liberals and one conservative and like he'll back if he agrees with the conservative viewpoint he'll back it yeah and he'll call out the liberals on some of their their uh on the bullshit tra- yeah yeah, yeah. he'll call out. out he'll call out bullshit which is that's all i want and you know they, they go and when you look at things like the trusted news initiative and you know this is you know, calling everything misinformation and then two months later now that's what they're saying the the what we used to rely on for our media, the legacy media, has been doing nothing but undermining its own credibility for the last two years. Well, and then recently, the head of CNN got the boot. Yeah. And once he got the boot, it kind of loosened some lips over there. 
as to what he was doing mm-hmm. and how he was influencing some of the narratives. Now, the funny part is, is so Discovery Network, Discovery Scripts, um, I, I believe they're in the middle of the purchase of some of the old Time Warner assets, which includes CNN. The head of that, of that group was Charter Communications. It used to be Liberty Media, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't remember the guy's name who is the head of that group. He's, he's been the head for a long time. Robert or Richard or something. But apparently he's like a heavy Republican donor. Oh. And so people were like, he's the one that got rid of Zucker. Mm-hmm. Over some something that everyone already knew was going on. And, yeah, apparently he's been doinking this uh, subordinate for 20 years. Right. And every time he gets promoted up a level, so does she. Right. And then to the point where, like, she was going to be the likely his successor until this came out. Well, apparently, though, she worked for Andrew Cuomo at one point. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Chris Cuomo worked for CNN. And so it kind of the, – the revelation was that essentially Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, was kind of calling some of the shots over there with Zucker to get it to be a, a, a lot more left-leaning news organization rather than a flat-out news organization, which it used to be. Yeah, because it, it – yeah, I remember when CNN kind of came on was during the – you know, when everyone kind of noticed it was during the Gulf War. Yeah. And that was by design. So, you know, they had this – I was listening to um, uh, the actual – the first podcast I ever listened to was Dan Carlin. So Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, great, awesome podcast. If he, uh, He's got his big, long episodes, but he has an addendum. So he's talking about asymmetric warfare. And one of the things that they talked about in that was CNN and how the military and the U.S. government for the brought them in kind of to demonstrate the awesome power of – to, to say, hey, look, you, any of you little third world despots want to screw around, this is what's coming for you. Right. And, the, you know, the Soviet Union had recently collapsed, but their their military equipment was still all over the world. Because pretty much through the, the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, if you said you were communist, the Russians were going to give you a ton of stuff. And just watching, you know, their top end stuff just get decimated by ours, like, oh, wow, this is, uh, this is pretty wild. <laughs> um but CNN was brought in, embedded, you know, you remember watching, what was it, Wolf Blitzer? Yeah. Given the, the, the you know, watching the, the, the green and black night vision footage of bombs going down chimneys and all this crazy stuff. But that's kind of what put them on the map. And they were still, then for most of my life, where they were, they were like, kind of like you had left, which was uh, MSNBC, right, which was Fox. And then CNN kind of just rolled down the middle. Right. Uh, you know, it was the stuff that played in an airport lounge mm-hmm. or a hotel lobby on mute. But you could rely on it. Yeah. More or less. Although maybe we couldn't. Maybe, maybe it was pushing a narrative then, but it was more of like, you know, we we always talk about the uniparty, establishment Republicans and establishment Democrats. They might have different letters after their names, but it might be the same party. Yeah. Because whenever they got in office, they did the same exact thing. Right. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Um, and maybe, so maybe... Now with more news media, now there's there's so many more ways to consume media, not on CNN, not on Fox News, not on uh, MSNBC. Frankly, not on any of the main four. Yeah, and none yeah. of the you don't have to read that the newspapers anymore. No, because um, it used to, you know I remember growing up, uh, my parents subscribed to the Washington Post every you every step every step in the neighborhood Washington Post on the you, every now and then you see a Baltimore Sun. Around here was probably Baltimore Sun, yeah. And if there was a local paper, um, you know, if you were in New York, it was the New York Times. Like that's kind of how. Well, now you don't have to do that anymore. You can get your news from anywhere. And then, if you're not happy with that, Substacks, yeah, blogs. I mean, you, there's stuff out there. Um, and I think people are. I mean, granted, you have your your wacko conspiracy nuts, but I think you do. People are smart enough to kind of realize, like, yeah, it's a little out there. Yeah, but that's what, but that's so, but that's what kind of led to the popularity of Joe Rogan, right? He he made things easy to digest for the regular common guy. Yeah. Um. And then to have people start 
questioning what he's doing. Of course, you got the cult followers, right? Like mm-hmm. Rogan can do no wrong. Yeah. Um, but people, because it, it, I mean, Joe might have facts and figures on something, but he's he really relies on the guest to bring the expertise to the show. That's what basically he's there to ask the questions and say, Hey, look, I heard this. Is it true? Mm-hmm. And the expert can either debunk or not. And Joe's open to either, uh, the person having, uh, facts to support an argument for or against what he just said. Yeah. He doesn't argue with the person. He's not there to debate them. He's there to say, Hey, look, I heard this. A lot of people are hearing this. Is this true? Yeah. But he's brought someone in who's got the PhDs, who's got the medical degree, who's, Who's He's got the credentials. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, the funny part with Neil Young, and, and so, of course, Neil Young opened himself up when he did this to people going back through his past interviews. And so he was pointing out that he was going to pull his music because of COVID misinformation. Those were his words. Meanwhile, he was anti the polio vaccine. <laughs> And so people are like, well, wait a minute. Come on now. Yeah. Like, you were spouting this stuff about the polio vaccine years ago. And now you're going to call, you're, you're going to do something as drastic as pulling your music off of Spotify because they have this guy on and you don't agree with two interviews he did? Yeah. Like, come on, Neil. Yeah, like, are you that <laughs> rocking in the free world? Well, and, I was and, gonna and you're, you're going to be this soft? And, and that's what I don't get. Like, he was the guy, you know rocking in the free world with i remember the what i was first exposed to him was when he did that song with eddie vetter and it was awesome you know i remember my dad was like oh because my dad listened to crosby stills nash and young then neil young and all the and they were um like he loved it it was great and so here we are like at the time when he was when he first came out was like the counterculture, he, right, counterculture hippie. That's what he was. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, now he's just fallen in. It's disappointing, almost. Like you're just, are you that that weak and old that you're just falling in line with the like Howard Stern's another one, right? Howard or Stern, Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, now they're raging for the machine. Yeah. Like, like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, and you know, I remember, you know, looking at Rage Against the Machine, and they'd have like, you know, pictures of military navy jets and stuff like they were evil and the evil one of them one of their uh one of their albums evil empire one, uh, and the, it wasn't about the russians the lyrics in one of their songs was f you i won't do what you tell yeah. me <laughs> like that was the entire like that, that saying that line like 15 times in a row yeah. was pretty much the entire yeah, killing song. in the name of yeah it was pre- yeah. it was pretty much the, like, yeah that that one line was like that was like a minute, last, it was a minute and a half of a three minute song. Yeah, it was like the last half of the song. Yeah, right. <laughs> like screaming it. Yeah, and now it's like just do what you're told. Yeah, like what? <laughs> like you just you brought me up on f you. Don't right. do what they told you. Right. Rolling down Rodeo, yeah. Bulls on Parade. Like <laughs> what? What happened to you guys? Right. I used to be cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, and it, another weird part was. I had this conversation with my mother and my wife because my mother brought up that, you know, she, 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 uh, she lives in Florida half the year and she just recently went back and she was like, I can't believe so many people my age haven't gotten the vaccine, but they all got COVID. I was like, well, you know, there's natural immunity. And she was like, yeah, but. If they haven't gotten the vaccine, I don't know if I should really be around them because they're more likely to give it to me. And I was like, well, wait a minute. I was like, you you got both your shots and you had COVID. So she had COVID like two months ago. Mm-hmm. It was rough. Like, yeah, probably, it was, probably, it was rough for four days on her. Yeah, probably the same time I did. It wasn't rough for me. But it was it was before you. It was, okay. it was, it was, it was like a month or two before you. Um, so she probably picked up the old Delta version. Probably. Yeah. And and she had a rough time with it mm-hmm. for like four days, but she got through it. She was like, it, it was a really bad flu. Worse than that. She said it was, it was worse than the flu, but she got through it. And, but now she's like, well, 
if I'm around all the, if I'm if I'm sitting next to an unvaccinated person, I'm more likely to get it from them. And I was like, I don't really know if that's true. I said, is an unvaccinated person more likely to have it, therefore more likely to give it to you? Maybe. I can follow that argument. My wife was saying, though, that an unvaccinated person could have it and have more of it in order to spread it versus a vaccinated person who doesn't have it as strong to give it to you. I mean, I can see that point, but I don't know how factual that is. So I'm going to dumb it down to my level. Okay. So the the vaccinated person is the Toyota Prius, exhaust-wise, emissions-wise. More or less, yeah. Not putting not putting as much out the tailpipe. Right. Whereas the unvaccinated person is the Ram 2500 Cummins just rolling coal. Yes. Okay. That's how they're equating it. Right. Um, and, the, but, and the study given to me, or the, the proof given to me, was from the CDC website, which I've already, I'm already kind of eh on the CDC at yeah. this point. Um, they were referencing 15 studies, apparently. Now, however, of course, they're not referencing studies that counter that, right? So I didn't get, I haven't done any of my own research or I didn't see any research to counter that argument. So there, that could be out there. But I was like, mom, my, my point was you got the vaccine and you've got COVID. You already know that you can get a booster in like probably two months. They tell you to wait about three months after you mm-hmm. had COVID before you get I was like, you'll be fine. You've protected yourself. You don't need to care if the person next to you has the vaccine or not, even if they're more likely to spread it to you. I was like, you're protected. You right. did what you need to do to protect you. Yeah, it's like you have your seatbelt on. Correct. If they don't, you still might get hit, but... You- you've got your seatbelt on where mm-hmm. they don't. So, um, yeah, I, but like, it's like, but it's that kind of information. Like my mother believes that. And I'm like, well, maybe not. And so at which point, I mean, who is Neil Young to say what the misinformation is? Mm-hmm. You know, he's created a stir because he's saying he believes this misinformation so much so that he's going to pull his music off. Joni Mitchell is too, the guitarist from the E Street Band and David Crosby. Right. They're all going to follow suit. There are people that will follow their cult that will believe it. Mm-hmm. Joe, Joe's misinformation. Now, chances are those people didn't think Joe was right anyway. But yeah. But my point is that people, I think what we're seeing here is that people are very influenced by people they shouldn't be influenced by. Yeah. Whether that be Joe himself or Neil Young, yeah, and, and I think the people who are listening to to Joe Rogan and are anti-vax are going to be anti-vax whether they're listening to him or not. And he's not even anti-vax. No, he's not. And I think yeah, uh, yeah, that's just the people who are, you know, wrapping their, their heads in saran wrap. They're going to be doing that. They're not getting swayed by Joe Rogan. It's like, man, I used to wrap my head in saran wrap until I listened to that Joe Rogan. Now I think the whole thing's a scam. Like that—that's not how any of this works. Like I feel, I, I almost felt bad for Howard Stern because when Joe was going through the ivermectin thing, Howard did the show where he said, "These people that get COVID that don't get the vaccine, no hospital beds for them. I'm tired of this. I want to be able to leave. I want to be able to leave my apartment so I can go on and live my life." And my first thought was. Nobody's stopping yeah, you. Nothing's stopping you from the, doing that except you. Right. The only thing stopping you is what you've decided to believe. Yeah. Because at that point in here in Maryland, even in a blue state like Maryland, it was pretty open. I mean, occasionally you had to wear a mask when you went in somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, even that got lifted at one point mm-hmm. and then it came, came back on and then kind of went back off. But... Even in a blue state, like, like someone, he must have been listening to someone that did a number on him. Well, then, yeah. Now, in New York, where they had the highest vaccination rates of anywhere, except maybe Los Angeles. I thought we were pretty high. Yeah. But we're like, like 95%, aren't we? New York, I'm not sure how it breaks down, or statewide, but 
you know, New York was very high. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they said, but, you know, Omicron ripped through it. You know, they had some of the highest, you know, case, which you know, case rates. Now they're saying, oh, that's not really a metric we should be paying attention to anymore. Right. Thank you. I, it's something else that people have been saying for a while. I <laughs> well, think you may have heard that on this sh this show once or twice. Right. You know, hospitalizations and deaths is what you need to be looking at, and hospitalized from rather than with. Uh, they, they, these numbers since the beginning of this have been very manipulated. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, the the left media is just finding out about what was known on the right for over a year. Mm -hmm. Like, think think about this. You're literally living in the past. Like, the, it's almost like the people that got information from the right side of the news were, were living in the future. Yeah. Like, you're, you're just catching up a year later. Yeah. Uh, like, you could have been doing whatever mm -hmm. a year later. Yeah. And imagine, I, I can only imagine though, like if you bought into that and then a year later, because you didn't know you got the information a year late, like, oh, great, we can finally come out. And then you also find out that other people had this information a year ago yeah. and have been living their life like normal mm -hmm. and it's been okay. Yeah. Like, but now you've got to, You've got to come to grips with the fact that my whole worldview might be wrong. Yeah. Because the people that I trusted for information weren't right. Right. Maybe they didn't lie to you. Maybe because maybe they believed it, but they were wrong. Mm -hmm. And all these precautions and things that I was doing, and I was yelling at people because. I said they were selfish and they were killing people yeah. and, and they were the problem. And well, wait a minute. Now I'm being told that that wasn't the case. That they were right. All that the kids could have been right outside playing, but I'm, I'm, I've, I got my, I built my house over here mm -hmm. on this side of the line. I've only needed friends yeah. on because they weren't on my side of the yeah. line. And we know, I mean, that's happened pretty close to here, Yeah, you know, and it's a shame. Um, but I think it almost becomes people were following the guidance with a religious fervor. And I think with some people, it kind of replaced any sort of religion they probably didn't have to begin with. Um, well, you had Fauci saying, I am the science. Yeah. The like, science. Like, wow. If you question me, you're questioning science. That's, but, I mean, that's a quote. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm. That, that's not even like. Yeah, I didn't just make that up. No, that, that's not even like <laughs> taking it out of context. Yeah. That was the words verbatim. Yeah. Yeah. I think he did it in third person, too. Yeah. If you question Anthony Fauci, you question the science. Yeah, I think I got it right. It's like, wow. So, it, good on Spotify for sticking with Rogan. And that's, that's how we got on this point, because we were talking about Joe Rogan and Neil Young. And, you know, unfortunately, there's still people out there that like Neil Young who want to vilify someone like Joe Rogan or a Matt Taibbi or mm -hmm. Glenn Greenwald. Yeah. I mean, Glenn Greenwald was a Democrat. Yeah. Worked in, I think, believe he worked in Obama's administration, Barry Weiss. Like these are all liberal people that, you know, they work for liberal institutions and they've kind of been seen, you know, when they kind of went a little against the narrative or the, the group think, they got turned on, and that kind of, like, opened their eyes a little bit. Yeah. Like, well, it's, it's, yeah. it's like in, you know, back in the Soviet Union and in the Soviet satellite states, there were children that would turn their parents in right. for speaking against the state. And it's kind of like that in a way, like, hey, these were... You know, they were in your camp and then they just did, they stepped out of line and they lopped their head off because they're not towing, they're not towing the, the, the party line the way they should be. Right. They're not behaving themselves. This so is, this is going to be a fun segue, by the way. Speaking of communism. <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, 
Listen, you want to do Russia or you want to do China in the Olympics? Let's go with the Olympics. Olympics. All right. So Olympics, the Winter Olympics are going on in China as we speak. And I bet probably yeah, we get maybe, what, 50 listeners per show? We probably have – we're probably competing with the Olympics right now. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I would say probably half the people that just listened to this didn't know the Olympics were going on. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I guess – I'm saying 25 of 50. Yeah. Maybe if we get a, if the big episode, 50 out of 100. Yeah. For people that are advertising, we get more than 1,000 listeners per show. And if you'd like to advertise on the Dumb Idea Podcast, please contact us at contact at dumbideapodcast.com. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. I, 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 I don't think people realize it's going on. The only reason why I actually kind of figured out what was going on, I, I saw a highlight on YouTube. Of the figure skater girl mm-hmm. who did this, this girl from Russia, she's 15. She's a child. Was the first woman to do a quad, some quad spinning thing in figure skating. I'm sorry that I butchered it. And I don't know exactly how many four turn or what the four turn thing is called. Maybe it's an axle, sow cow. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but yeah. she did it. First woman ever to do it. And I'm probably going to guess that. Not that many people watched it. I didn't. So the only reason I know it's my wife really likes the Olympics. And she's like, we should watch the Olympics. And I like the summer games. I I like this. The swimming's awesome. Um, It's like drag racing. It's cool. Um, I like the track. Again, it's like drag racing without a car. Um, Some of the other stuff, like the javelin. Dominate. Yeah, like the 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 javelin and and some of the stuff like that. Of course, there's uh, um, beach volleyball, which is you know that's a very intense sport. I'm gonna yeah. go with that. That's where you're going. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's what. The, that's it's very st- visually unappealing. Yeah. Oh yeah. I it's mean, horrible to watch. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, but the summer games I enjoy. The winter games, and I'm a hockey guy. For anyone that listens to the show, you you know I'm a hockey guy. I just can't. I, I'm not into it. And even when the NHL played, the first year the NHL guys were there, it was pretty good. Um, but then the problem is when the the NHLers were in the Olympics, that meant the NHL had to, took like a three week break because they had to get there, play because there are pre there are games that happened before, like the qualifiers and stuff to get into some of these rounds, and they're so the entire league shuts down, and then they go and. That you have to, and it's almost like those first couple games back for the players that didn't skate um, in the Olympics, which is most of them, spent most of their time just hanging out and boozing, probably. So that's they're super out of shape. Didn't Jeremy Roenick like fight a wall one year? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> just, like the, the first year they went, they like crashed the hotel. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, the American horrible. team. Horrible. Like, yeah, it was Roenick. Uh, Red Hole. Yeah, like, yeah, Brian Leach was on that team. Yeah. You're like, wow, you guys really went all out. It was like Motley Crue was in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, Tommy Lee swinging his yeah. dick around. <laughs> <laughs> but the ho- and for those of you that aren't hockey nerds, international hockey is different than NHL. It's played on a bigger rank. There's not quite as much hitting. And you know, before the show, we were talking about the uh, the. You know, maybe we get a new miracle on ice. But the Russian machine, they're all playing in the NHL now, too. So in 1980, none of those guys were in the NHL. Um, but now they all are. So you get to see those guys play every game here. And, uh, you know, so it wouldn't be the amateurs versus the big monsters because they're all playing, you know, the Caps played last night. Ovechkin played last night. He's not playing in Beijing. I, I just fit. so NBC has the 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 production rights for the Olympics, and they're showing it on NBC and they're showing it on Peacock, but they're showing it on Peacock Live. And nowadays, live shows just don't pull numbers mm-hmm. unless it's sports. Right now, I, I say that because like the NFL pulls. Yeah. Um, and even the other lesser sports leagues like baseball, um, the baseball playoffs pull, NBA playoffs pull, Mm -hmm. NHL playoffs pull, right? Live sports will generally pull good numbers. Um, 
The Olympics, though, not so much. Most because time zone difference, right? A lot of times when we're asleep, events are going on. Mm-hmm. And I think that NBC really botched this up. They People want to still see it. Even if they know the results, they're still going to want to see it, especially if something cool happened. Yeah. They could have put it... They should have put it on Peacock, on demand, easily searchable. So, like, if I... Like, if I go into the Peacock app, I should be able to click on hockey, men's or women's, mm-hmm. and find the game that I want. Yeah. And for all I know, they might. But the problem is they haven't advertised anything about this. Yeah. All they're saying is NBC has the Olympics. You can watch it on NBC. You can watch it on Peacock. Tell me. No, show me. Do a commercial where you're showing me where to go. Like, that I can go in the Peacock app. That I can find what I want to find. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, because I'd be, you know, it's funny, though, as much as I, the, the, really the only sport I like during the Olympics is women's hockey. Yeah. Because you don't get to see them play in the same manner that you get to see the, NHL hockey is better than international hockey, but women's hockey is really good. Uh, those girls bring it. Well, so, but it would be nice to be able to search women's, and I don't care, you know, maybe I want to see the game that I already played. Right, that already right, happened. right. If, 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 you, if you don't want to know the result, then... Those people specifically won't look for the result and they'll oh, watch yeah. the game. It's like people who DVR a football game. Oh, I, I re- yeah. They, they put their phones down for hours until they can get to the game, right? Yeah, don't tell me. Right. I don't want to know. Other, yeah. Others have seen the result, but they still want to watch the game because they like to watch the game. But the other part of this for me was the NBC screwed up the marketing for this. Mm-hmm. This was one of, this is the first year that. NHL players weren't in the Olympics. Why you weren't playing the Miracle on Ice? As like they should have been playing that like the, the that movie Miracle. Yep. Put that on NBC. Mm-hmm. Like and then hype it up. Like hype up some team. Make it up. Yeah. Make make up that the Russians are still the Russians of old, and they've got some awesome amateur Russians out there, and you know America. And, and this kind of goes into another topic we're going to talk about, but you know. America and the, and the Russia are battling over the Ukraine, and yeah. you know, the the Americans they're they're underdogs, and you know, they're they're going to battle. The, you could have you could literally have replayed the narrative from 1980, mm-hmm. and everyone would have bought into it hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. And they didn't do that. And there were other you know uh, documentaries and things that came out. You could have played those. Done something about Herb Brooks, like all these players that were to demonize the Russians. You could have put the the that document, the documentary Icarus mm-hmm. about the Russian doping scandal, yeah. which, by the way, was part of the reason why the Russians can't fly the Russian flag yeah, at these Olympics. Playing as the ROC or whatever, yeah, yeah. 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 Or, or just like I feel like they haven't made the storylines like they used to. And then the other part of it is, is like. Some of these, some of these announcers, it's so milk toast. Yeah, I was like, my god, because this couldn't be any more boring. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, what they did for the Summer Olympics? Now, a lot of people, I, I don't think a ton of people watched the Summer Olympics when it happened. I think it was was it last year or two years ago? It was last year. last year because it's supposed to be twenty. They delayed it till twenty one, and I don't even remember where it was. Where was it? Japan, maybe. Wasn't it Japan? I don't. I don't even know. Korea. I don't know. Could be. Who knows? Somewhere over there. I think it was Korea. Maybe. I'm going to say sure. Because I have no idea. Um, I'm going to believe you because you're a believable source. Right. Uh, um, the One of the funniest things that came out of that, though, was uh, when Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart did, like, the Olympic highlights. Like, once I figured out the Olympics were on, the Winter Olympics, I went. I, I I literally went on YouTube to go find clips of them doing the same thing that they did for the Summer Olympics for the Winter Olympics, and I don't see it. Yeah. So I'm guessing they're not doing it. But if 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 they're not doing it, NBC needs to get them in a studio tomorrow, <laughs> because I rewatched some of those clips that they did, and some of those episodes, the highlight episodes. I don't look. Look, I'm not a person who cries laughing a lot <laughs> because I don't find all, a whole bunch of stuff all that humorous. Tears were rolling down my cheeks, like 
just howling with laughter with those two. I mean, it was great. Because and Snoop had done did he do something during Shark Week? Yeah, I think so. And then he did something like just a regular animal planet. He like for the Olympics, like I guess they have the equestrian in the Summer Olympics, mm-hmm. and he saw the horse kind of doing like the high trot, like when it trots sideways. Mm-hmm. Snoopler's like, oh no, they got a. Ho- that horse is crip walking. <laughs> like then when he said that, I lost it, I absolutely lost it. And, and the funny thing is like the stuff that he says will crack up Kevin Hart and the stuff that Kevin Hart says cracks up Snoop. Yeah. So like, it just, it, it, it's awesome. It, it, if you haven't watched those clips on YouTube, go find them because they're hilarious. Another thing, like a, another kind of version of that, I'm not going to say it's equal because they're not as funny, but the Manning brothers, when, yes. they, when they were doing the alternate, Monday Night Football. It was on ESPN2. It was on ESPN2. I got to say, I enjoyed watching Monday Night Football with those two Mm -hmm. and the guests they had on. The game was more in the background with them talking about the game here and there, but they're busting on each other. They're talking with the guests. Like it, it was more. It reminded me a little bit of Twitch mm-hmm. and video game streamers. Like you're not really watching so much the video game. You're there for the conversation going yeah. on. Otherwise, so much more entertaining with the Manning brothers doing that and bringing people on talking about stuff. And you're kind of watching the game. They're kind of updating you on the game. Like, mm-hmm. oh wow, look at that pass. That kind of yeah. like. I I feel like they could definitely bring more people into watching non traditional sports. By having more of that kind of commentary. Yeah. Like Snoop doing curling. Would be hysterical. <laughs> would be absolutely hysterical. Like someone posted a meme. It was a picture of the U.S. curling team. The men's curling team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like, this is, the U.S. men's curling team looks like four dads that got away, that got away for a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does. <laughs> and it does. <laughs> like, But it makes it more relatable to like schlubs like us. Where it's like... I, look, I gotta go watch the four dads yeah, go uh, go win Olympics. And, and the thing is, I'm sure that the that I'm not gonna take away from their athletic prowess. Stop. And I'm sure Stop. that. Hold on, let me finish. Right. <laughs> I'm sure that like it's probably a lot harder than it looks. However, it also looks like something you could do while drinking. <laughs> In fact, it probably looks like something that you should do. You should drink while doing it. Like cornhole. I can't play cornhole. Cornhole should be an Olympic sport. I can't play cornhole without a beer in my hand. Mm-hmm. Like it, 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 I think it, like it's just something you, I can't, like I can't grill without a beer in my hand. Sure. Um, I can't work on my car without it. Like certain things you need to have that accessory. And curling really looks like if it was something that was maybe a little bit more, that didn't require ice and all that, or ice was more accessible, that rather than going to the bowling league, or cornhole league and pound a couple beers with your buddies, like you would do that. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, you know, five minutes ago I said you were the trusted source for some information. Mm-hmm. You might have lost it when you said they have athletic prowess on well, that. I'm just being because, polite because I, I mean, that sport is like a fraction away from having the beer helmet be uh, part of the uniform, part of the uniform. Well, that's what I mean. Like, it yeah. should be... Because I'm not trying to be disparaging towards our athletes. Air quotes. Jesus. However... <laughs> you're laying... You're calling them athletes, too? <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, a, is a, a bowler an athlete? L- listen, we never said we were a factual podcast, right. so we can go right ahead <laughs> and fact, call them whatever we want. We've pretty much said that to not rely on this podcast for any factual information. None. None. But, um... I've, I've probably said 10 misinformation things about COVID in this podcast alone. Oh, this... Co- yeah. I don't think I've said one factual piece of information. <laughs> but but the thing is, like, with uh, with curling, like, I think it would be better if everyone was, like, actively drinking while they were doing it. At least buzzed. Yeah. You, you got to walk on the ice with at least a two-pack in you. Or it's like Beersby. You ever play Beersby? No. It's like the bottle on a pole you play at the beach. You have to have a drink in your hand to play. Okay. So, like, little kids, of course, can't have a beer in their hand, so they have to be holding... Put them in apple juice. Yeah, give yeah them apple a, juice. a soda can or yeah, a sure. water bottle. Sure. Because it's a one-handed sport. Like, uh-huh. you can't use both hands. So, like, curling should be, like... No, you have to blow, like, a .05 sure. to even start. Right. 
and you get more points. It's like a multiplier. Like, we're going to multiply your score by your BAC, and then that's going to be your... <laughs> Perfect example. Revenge of the Nerds. Mm-hmm. When they had the uh, the uh, fraternity games, and the Japanese dude for Lambda, 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 they all had to... You had to ride the tricycle around the track. And for every lap that you did, you had to chug a beer. Yeah. So as you got as you kept going, you got more and more drunk. And the last person standing was the winner. Yeah, so it makes these sports more relatable. Right. That's what curling should do. Yeah. Every round you go, and it, this should be a one-day event. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, you, I shouldn't need... To, curling is not something I should need to rest between games. This is the re- regional quarters. Yeah. What? Right. Yeah, I, I should be able to get... I, like, I, I get it. I could play five. I could play ten in a yeah, day, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, like, I get the NFL. It's it's hard to play a Sunday game and come back the next for the next week on Thursday. Listen, Ray Lewis hits me, snot bubbles come out. <laughs> That's an excuse to rest. Me, me, <laughs> me sliding on some ice with some flat shoes. And scrubbing. And, and, scrubbing. and mopping. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the. I don't, I, don't, brush, I don't need a day's rest yeah. after that. One brush makes it go faster, and one brush slows it down. You can, well, and if you if you do it to the side, hence the name curling. Yeah. If you do it to the side, it brings it it brings it to one side or the other. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, differential thrust. It's like shaping. <laughs> okay, differential thrust. All right, yeah. you're about to get kicked off the show. That's an air, that's an aviation thing. <laughs> one no engine out, differential. So thrust, above differential. my head. <laughs> <laughs> Asymmetric thrust. No, there we I'm, go. I'm out with that. Too. I used asymmetric twice in this podcast. This is, you just you brought the intelligence quotient up on this podcast like tenfold with that within the last five seconds. <laughs> Half oh. the people were like, "I have no idea what you just." Yeah. Said. Well, well, this guy stop. Start, start talking about beer again. I, I, know, I know that planes fly. <laughs> Now I see the flaps go up and down. I'm like, ooh, look, it's working. They could be ailerons or spoilers. Never know. <laughs> like I'm like, look. That's why I always sit on the window side so I can see see it? out. But. I I always get. <laughs> I'm the guy that like, if I sit near the wing and we're landing and I don't mm-hmm. see those flaps start coming out, I'm like, oh shit, the plane's broken. The plane's broken. Well, I last time I flew was uh, we flew to Florida for a cruise, and I, I look out. The, when the flaps were extended for landing or for takeoff, because they, they put them down like five degrees. As we take off and they start moving, all of a sudden, like I'm watching hydraulic fluid come out of the, come out. And I'm like, I'd be hmm, done. That's not good. I'd be done. So I'd we yelling, fly, fly the tendon. <laughs> so I don't say anything and we fly. So we had Wi Fi. You know, so I he <laughs> googled it while you're flying. No, so I text my buddy who's a who's a helicopter pilot. Oh no! And I was like, "Hey, is this good that there's hydraulic fluid?" He said, "What are you What are you doing?" I said, "I'm on a 737 going to Florida." He said, "Can you send me a picture?" So I sent him a picture, and he's like, "Yep, that's hydraulic fluid." And I said, "Okay." He goes, "But the good news is that if it's leaking out, that means there's still some in there." So, <laughs> <laughs> but it's also redundancy, and you're fine. But uh, I'm I'm the guy in the plane where if I don't hear the landing gear come down, I think we're just gonna I think we're doing a belly, a, a belly <laughs> landing. I think I think the whenever I see anything on a plane, I'm like oh, or like if I don't see the flight attendants walking around, I know the turbulence is bad because even they're not walking around. Yeah, like that's that's my indication of how well the flight's going. Yeah, if I see flight attendants still walking up and down the aisles, I know we're good. So and, and you see them like you'll see them sometimes sitting in the jump seat. And, like, they'll just have the lap belt on. Well, then they put the shoulder harness on. I'm like, oh, right. here we go. Right. Here we go. She's trapped in. Oh, We're going to die. Now she's 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 cinching it down. <laughs> she's locked into that thing. But I'm not a good flyer to begin with. So if I see any, but I'm, I think I'm like Jason Bourne when I'm on a plane. Like, I, I think I can spot the things that are wrong with the plane. Yeah. To know whether I'm going to go down with it or not. And knowing nothing about it, you probably no, I just have, no. <laughs> I, I, have, I have no clue. I'm, but in, in my mind, I'm super spy. I'm right. like, you know what? That paints off. We're gonna die. <laughs> they didn't paint the plane right. That means when we go up to thirty five thousand feet, that wing is gonna freeze and fall off because that paint wasn't done right. <laughs> We're done. And so, oh boy, yeah, I, I I get all up in my head. When it comes to flying, which is bad, th- which is probably why I don't do it all that much. Yeah, um, 
Um, but yeah, getting back to the Olympics. Um, <laughs> that's where we were. Huh? Yeah, that's where we were. How, how, so there's been a lot of stuff going on, on the internet, this picture of the ski jump. And it looks like it's in the middle of like a nuclear power plant. Probably is. And because when you see it, you can see the cooling towers. I'm like, where is this place? And then there's a picture of it zoomed out. And I mean, it looks like some hellscape. <laughs> like, yeah. like if you combine the worst parts of the Rust Belt together and then put a ski jump in the middle of it, like, what? why would you put it there? And apparently it doesn't snow in Beijing ever. But, it's too much, too much smog. Yeah, but they have skiing there. Um, and, and I think when, when I see stuff like that, and there's a whole bunch of people that are upset. You know, they're, they're calling it the Genocide Olympics and all this other stuff. I mean... I just, I'm not into it, so I think that's the reason I don't watch it. And then the other stuff is just more of a reason to not watch it. And then when you watch the ski jump over the nuclear cooling tower, um, which apparently is some supposedly some reclaimed land. Sure. So I'm sure Love Canal is reclaimed land, too, but we're not having the Olympics there. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, speaking about the ski jump, those guys are nuts. Like, yeah. You, you're just going to go face first. But like you're leaning forward with your face to go down this hill. You get these super wide skis. And you're just throwing your body down this hill on skis so that you get down to the bottom of this hill and it points up. So now you're going to fly through the air with no parachute. Yeah. And you're just going to land softly on some ice. Yeah, like if you don't land softly, you're probably going to die. Yeah. Or close to it. And see, when I watched that, so the, the one I saw was the women's freestyle. Like, they do a bunch of turns, and they don't have poles or anything. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. But, like, this, doing that stuff, like, I fall up the steps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm going to die. I'm, I, I'm no longer I'm, – I'm now just a projectile. Yeah. I'm a cannonball. Like, it, it, have you ever seen, like, a snow half pipe? Yeah, because they use them for uh, the snowboarders. Yeah. On TV – they don't look nearly as massive as they are. Because I've never seen one in person. So, like, if you ever go, if you ever happen to see, like, someone fall, and then like, they get up and they're standing in the middle of it, and mm-hmm. they zoom out, and you see they look like a tiny little ant sitting in the middle of, like, a huge celery stalk. Wow. Like, that's how, ma- like, so these guys are sliding down that, flying up above it. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna do a couple twists yeah. while I'm there, and I'm gonna land on the way down. So I went. Like, that's like skate. Yeah. Like, dude, skateboarding like that and skateboarding to me scared the poo uh, out of me. So I went snowboarding exactly one time because my roommate in college was a snowboard instructor. So he got his free lift tickets, and we went up there, and they had snowboarding. So I took a snowboarding lesson. I proceeded to fall for, mm, I'd say, four hours. Uh, it was so bad that I couldn't sit down. I had to like either stand or lay on my stomach because my butt hurt so bad. <laughs> and then I watched these guys do that. And I'm like, I'm hurting just from falling from like, like my butt fell, what, three and a half feet, mm-hmm. two and a half, whatever my, the distance from my butt to the ground is on snow. And I was in pain and I'm watching this. I'm like, why? How? Like, no, thanks. Like, it's cool. They can do it. But I f- I'm afraid for them. Like, if my kids get into that, like, I, I'm not going to be able to watch. No. And then I'm going to see how much money this costs. I'm like, <laughs> like well, I think a, a snowboard is like six, seven hundred bucks for a yeah. decent one. And then you got the, the bindings are another two. The shoes are another two. Like, you're about a grand in if you just want to start. Right. And then to just go up there and do it. How about we, how about we take flying lessons? <laughs> like, let's do that. It's much safer. <laughs> Except for for real, <laughs> flying is safer than doing any of that stuff. Yeah, I'm not doing any of that. St- no, 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 thanks. No. I, um, plus, I don't like sports that are judged because there's yeah. too much. There's too much. Uh, the East German judge sucks. Yeah, in every sport, or the French judge. <laughs> Ugh. But it's, it's the Americans. It's too subjective, and yeah. that's why, I like, like swimming, you either got there first or you didn't. Right. You know, it's just a you know track is the same way. Whether it's a running event or a throwing event, like did you throw that thing further than the other guy? Yes, then you win. Rather than having some judge be like, "Oh, well, you didn't tuck your hand the right way," and 
you know, scratch your butt the other right way on this. So we're going to deduct a point, but we're only going to deduct this much from you because we like you more than that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I never understood how they could have judging because let's take like diving, for example. Like two people could look, do the same exact dive to me. It'll look exactly the same to me. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be like a six point difference. Yeah. Like how the how, how did that happen? Yeah. Meanwhile, I would just do a belly flop. Right. Like, <laughs> belly flop and cannonball. <laughs> That's it. I, imagine, like, if you were the, let's say you were the guy in the diving, you know you had no shot at a at a medal, right? Not even going to crack the top ten. But you knew this was your one shot to make a name for yourself? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you do, like, the jackknife? Oh, yeah. Or the cannonball? <laughs> Because then people would talk about you. Like, <laughs> this guy's supposed to be the best in the world. And man, it looked like he just ripped his nipples off with that one. <laughs> he just did a cannonball. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeesh. You know, but you know what? When he goes home, he's got like some nipple cream endorsement. <laughs> he climbed up that entire thing, yeah. shotgun to beer, and did a cannonball. Right. I That would be my hero. Dude, that's a, that's a beer sponsorship and a nipple cream sponsorship. Yeah. You, I mean, you don't have to work ever again. Plus, he, you know, do like uh, like the uh, the boxers did a few years ago and tattoo like bet689.com on your back. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the gambling websites. Now, I did hear that the Olympic, the Athletes Village, in a normal situation, not this crazy COVID. And then the, apparently the Chinese, like if you have COVID, they're isolating you. And it's just some wild stuff. But um, the the Athletes Village... So, like, you have these people that come from these countries that, like, they've never, they don't have any, you know, it's not all the elite athletes. Like, they're elite for where they are, but they get to, they have no shot in winning. Yeah. And once they're done, like, they just party. (laughs) It's like, there's, like, you know, people booze, like, booze, drunk everywhere, hooking up left and right. That was the thing I was going to play. Apparently, the condoms flow like water over there because (laughs) apparently... They go over there, like especially the ones that do their event early. Yeah, they're just, then the rest of the time they're literally just there partying and banging. Yeah, because it's almost like, well, look, you got like, you know, what, hundreds or thousands of in shape young people. Yeah, just looking to get down. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like they were giving out like they, like someone showed like the the package of condoms they all got. <laughs> like that was part of the care package. <laughs> well, at least they're safe. True. So and. That was, <laughs> they're safe from, not safe from COVID, but you're safe from the from the sexually transmitted diseases. Yeah, but. from the syphagonorealitis or whatever. That being said, go support some Olympics, maybe watch an event or two. Uh, let us know if they have any on demand. And if, I know there's no shot Snoop Dogg or Kevin Hart are listening, but if you guys are, can you please do some commentary <laughs> for these Olympics, the Winter Olympics? Uh, but please like, subscribe, comment, share. Uh, go on dumbideapodcast.com click on the private internet access link and get yourself a VPN a very trustworthy one Uh, same one that I use myself and we will see you next time